The Black and Gold Banneret Podcast is brought to you by the Unger Real Estate Group, powered by EXP Realty, proudly serving Orange, Seminole, and Lake Counties. Call 407-790-9957 or visit WeSellOrlando.net. Welcome to the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast Summer Sessions. Jeff Sharon with you here. And we continue our summer sessions this uh, week here as the dog days of summer continue with one of UCF's uh, most beloved athletes from this past year from the women's soccer team, Morgan Ferrara, joins us uh, on the Black and Gold Banneret podcast. Morgan, you'll remember, just finished her tenure at UCF. She was, uh, among other things, off the field, uh, president of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Um, did so much work off the field for uh, her fellow student-athletes at UCF. It was really beloved. Uh, she won our 2018 Black and Gold Banneret Postseason Award for uh, Female Athlete of the Year. And she was just recently announced as a nominee for NCAA Woman of the Year. Uh, last year, her senior season in 2017 was um, her best season uh, amongst three really good seasons that she's had at UCF under head coach Tiffany Roberts Sahadak. Uh, she was the American Athletic Conference Offensive Player of the Year, made first team in the conference, uh, and led the team in goals with uh, 13. Uh, six of them were game winners. Uh, she um, was just everywhere on the field for UCF and seemingly everywhere uh, off of it as well. And uh, uh, she had a little... She t- uh, after... Uh, her UCF soccer career ended. She spent a little bit of time uh, with the Orlando Pride, but uh, decided to move uh, her post-college career in a different direction, which she broke the news to us during this interview. So you'll hear about that here in uh, just a moment. Uh, Just a reminder for you, um, this is, uh, again, we are continuing to post content all summer long on blackandgoldbanneret.com. Make sure you follow us there. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blackandgoldbanneret and also on Twitter at UCF underscore banneret. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Sharon and don't forget to follow uh, my compadres here at the site. Brian Murphy at Spokes underscore Murphy and Eric Lopez at Eric Lopez Elo. And by the way, if you don't already subscribe to this podcast, make sure you do on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and tune in wherever fine podcasts are uh, distributed, uh, whatever your preferred platform is. All right, so without further ado, let's get to it. Uh, UCF women's soccer star Morgan Ferrara joining me and Eric Lopez here on the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast Summer Sessions. And joining us now, she is, uh, well, just recently completed her career at uh, UCF. Highly decorated women's soccer player, the 2018 Black and Gold Banneret Female Athlete of the Year. She's also a nominee for the 2018 NCAA Woman of the Year Award. And most importantly, she is an excellent piano player, which means she is totally my spirit animal. <laughs> Morgan Ferrara joining us here on the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast Summer Sessions. How are you, Mo? Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, well, first, congratulations on the nomination for the NCAA award. Uh, congratulations oh, on... And we haven't had the, even had the opportunity, Eric and I, to really congratulate you on such an outstanding career. Um, th- th- is it 
Is it weird, like now realizing that, like I I I don't have to get ready for, you know, to play, <laughs> you know, this summer, right? Because oh, the season's right around goodness. the corner. Yes, it is so weird. I can't even explain it. Um, it's in some sense, it's almost relieving that I don't have to take the fitness test. <laughs> but obviously, I'm super sad that I'm not going to be a part of it this year. But I can't wait to see what they do going forward. What do you think you're going to miss the most? Oh, geez. My teammates. That's simple as that. We had such a camaraderie and such a love for each other this year. And we always talked about how special our senior year was with such a large group of seniors, just the love and enjoying going out to practice every day and every game and just loving on Tiff and Tim and Chris. Just, it was such a special year. So I'm definitely going to miss the camaraderie the most. Now, you are going to be around the game. Uh, I don't know if I, I wasn't aware of this until we talked, uh, but let UCF fans know what you're going to be doing this fall because you're still going to be around in soccer matches <laughs> in a different uh, capacity. Uh, yeah, actually, I, uh, I got super lucky. So I went overseas for a little while to play after I left the Pride, and um, I didn't really – I didn't love it that much, so I had to really. I had a 26-hour trip home from France, so I had a lot of time to reflect on what I really wanted to do. And you know, we talk about in the SOD office, student athlete welfare and development, uh, finding our identity after sports. So I really had some time to reflect and think on what I wanted to do. And I've kind of known all along I wanted to coach. Um, I'm not positive that's what I want to do for the rest of my life, but when I got home from France, I happened to kind of stumble upon the job a little bit. Um, Eastern Kentucky University, they were looking for an assistant coach, and um, I I got home from France, and literally the next week, I was on the phone with the head coach, Nick Flory. He's great. Um, I went up to Richmond, Kentucky, where EKU is, and they offered me the job, and I think it's going to be a great fit, so I'm going to be coaching at Eastern Kentucky, and I'm going to also be pursuing a master's in sports science, so I got super lucky with the opportunity. Uh, I it found me. I found it. It just worked out. It seemed like the timing worked out perfect. So I'm really excited to still be around the game. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. You know, you're right. I mean, people I appreciate for, that. People forget, like, you know, it, it, I think that everyone thinks about, um, you, you know, the transition from student athlete to post student athlete in terms mm-hmm. of what we hear with football and men's basketball and, um, right. and, and the truth, I mean, there really is a lot of truth to that NCAA commercial that says that there are, you know, how many thousand student athletes that go pro in something other than sports. And, you know, I mean, even though you are right. kind of going pro in sports, it's you're not you're not playing professionally and you get right. to pass along your knowledge. I mean, is it, it you said before I thought I know I saw this in um, in studying up on you that, you know, you said you wanted to be a coach. Um, as well, when you got when you got done being a player, how did it, it, how long have you said you wanted to be a coach, and what made you really decide that? So for the longest time, I thought I wanted to pursue more of the like uh, business side of it, athletic director that side of it. But I actually had the opportunity through UCF to go to the NCAA Career and Sports Forum uh, up at the NCAA headquarters. I went to that uh, this summer, going into my senior year. And I actually um, heard, we had a bunch of different speakers. It was a four-day event, awesome event. Um, the speaker on the last day, his name was Jason Burton. He's the head basketball co- head women's basketball coach at Texas A&M Commerce. He made a speech uh, about his experience coaching, and it kind of just hit me like a bus, like, dang, maybe this is what I want to do. So I actually went there to like see if I liked the athletic director role side of it and came out learning what I didn't want to do and the fact that I did want to coach. So I think that 
um, above all, like teaching soccer and giving back to the game, I really want to influence girls that are around this age. Like Tiff has had such an influence on me, so I really got lucky. Yeah, that was my next question. Was what it, you know when you talked to Tiff, what did she tell you about you know becoming a coach? And all uh, <laughs> it was funny because uh, right, it was right around our summer camp time when I uh, was talking to the Eastern Kentucky coach, and um, I hadn't even got the chance to fill her in about France and like how I had been having these feelings, like saying maybe it is time to hang them up. So I, I actually put her on my reference list, and I called her, and I was like, hey, Tiff, uh, a coach is about to call you. Just had to heads up. I might not play anymore. So I kind of dumped her on, dumped it on her at once. Uh, but obviously she had a ton of words of encouragement. Um, she also said, like, you have no idea what you're in for because obviously as student-athletes, we don't know the extent of what our coaches do. So she said, you're going to be in for it, but, like, I know you can do it. So obviously had a bunch of words of encouragement, but definitely warned me about the workload that I'm about to pursue. Well, how did she influence you? Because, I mean, you obviously played for her. Uh, I could see, I could probably tell that you'll probably take some things that you kind of observe from her, the way her style, into your style of coaching, perhaps, right? Right, right. right. Um, you know, it's funny. I had that conversation with my parents last night because I actually transferred to UCF. Most people don't know that. Um, I came yeah. from Mississippi State University. And um, so I think I, having my experience there, I learned a lot of what how I don't want to be as a coach. And Mitt is the best way. Like I learned a lot, but I also learned how I want to treat people. And I think Tiff's biggest thing that I always loved about her is before playing, before fitness, before anything, before school, like above everything is love and loving your teammates, loving your coaches and that camaraderie that I spoke about before. So I think uh, when I talked to the head coach of Eastern Kentucky, his first question to me was, what makes a team successful? And I immediately thought about, well, what, what was it this senior year that made it so special? And above all, it was the team chemistry. It was the love we have for each other. So I know when eventually I'll be a head coach, I, that's the first thing I want to do is establish that team culture. And if you can establish that team culture, I think with us, with football, that having the success they did, I think it all stems from the coaching. So. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up that point about, you know, that most people kind of forget that you transferred here. It seems like, it seems like you've been at UCF for so long. It's, it's almost like you've become, I know. I know. <laughs> it, it, it's easy to, re- I mean, you were at Mississippi state in 2014 in the sec, highly competitive. I mean, you, yes, you started, you had three starts that year as a freshman. I mean, that's pretty good. Then you decide oh, yeah. to come to UCF and, uh, and I know you're a Florida kid initially. I know you're from the Tampa area. So, um, right. like, Take us back to what brought you to UCF. What made you decide, I want to come back to the Sunshine State? Right. Oh, shoot. I get asked this question a lot. Um, I think that when I committed to Mississippi State, I was 15 years old. So I think wow. at 15 years old, you don't really you don't really know what, what you want, what you're in for. Um, and although I have so much love for Mississippi State was my dream school, to be completely honest with you, as much as I loved it and as much as I loved my teammates. Um, I wanted to be at a uh, be on a team where I could chase success, and I'm a huge I'm a huge competitor. Um, I wanted to win, and I knew that at Mississippi State things weren't exactly how I wanted them to be. So I actually, you know, what's funny is I found I found UC, UCF kind of found <laughs> UCF kind of found me. Uh, that's Bridget Callahan in the background, if you can hear her. But, um, UCF... <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, it's all right. So my freshman year, I actually visited UCF when I – it was over winter break. Um, so I left Mississippi State 
in December, and I visited four schools and committed to UCF within a week. So everything kind of happened super fast. Wow. I knew what I was looking for. I, all I wanted in the school was to have coaches that loved me. And I knew when I met Tiff and Tim, that's the environment I wanted to play in. So to be completely transparent with you, when I got to UCF my freshman, the end of my freshman year, I I literally, <laughs> it was not an easy transition. I, I didn't like it, to be completely honest with you. I was like, what did I just do? I was sitting in my dorm room. I had no friends. And I was like, what the heck did I just do? Um, and then uh, it, it's funny, me and Tiff laugh about it all the time, because if you told her my freshman year when I first got there that by my senior year I'd be president of SAC or uh, offensive player of the year, if you told her that, she would literally laugh in your face. That's how rough of a transition it was. Um, but I know that I definitely found my home at UCF, and uh, it was the best decision of my life by far. But I, I actually just this past weekend went to a wedding um, of one of my Mississippi State teammates, so I'm still really cool with all of them, and there was no bad blood. They understood, and they were happy for me. Yeah. The, uh, what, what was the – what was the turning point when you mentioned you? You, you know, it, it was rough at first, which is all normal. Uh, oh, transfer me. But what yeah, was there a turning transition. point? What was the turning point? Wow, that's a good question. Um, as I spoke, Bridget Callahan, she's my best friend. She actually is the one that got me here. Tiff had actually never seen me play when I committed to UCF. Fun fact. Um, so <laughs> once I got acclimated, I, I came in the spring of 2015. So that first semester was very rough. But once I got to the fall, and I was like, dang, this team can this team can play like I'm about to be challenged physically, mentally, emotionally. I think that that's when I really got a hold on things. Um, definitely my, my sophomore and junior year, I got acclimated and I was like, all right, like I can make a life here. I started to make friends, started to get the hang of it soccer wise. It was obviously a huge step up. So once I, once I made that step, I think I definitely got acclimated. The, uh, it, the three years that you spent at UCF, 15, 16, 17, you know, you guys made the NCAA uh, in 2015. 16 was kind of a tough year, kind of a rebuilding year. I think a couple people got hurt yep. and and mm-hmm. and things didn't quite work out. But then last year, you guys go on this run, unbeaten in conference, 13-2-3, win the American regular season championship. What is it like, for those of us who are, who are mere humans, what is it like to win a championship as a college athlete? I'm always just fascinated by oh, not just geez. that one moment, but like what, what it takes to for everything to come together in that three to four month span. Oh man. I just got chills. You just saying that. Um, like I said before this year, we just had, I, it's hard, you know, it's hard to describe if you, if you weren't a part of it, we just had such a special chemistry and just a love for each other. And it was just so different than any team I've ever been a part of my entire life. But winning that championship on senior night against USF, uh, it's, <laughs> It's a feeling I could never replace. Probably one of the best nights of my life. Um, I had all my family there, and we had 10 seniors, so obviously senior night's emotional as is. The whole football team showed up on buses. Like, I, I'm about to tear up just talking about it. <laughs> but, yeah, it was. it's the best feeling in the world um, to, to play for your school, to play for the girl next to you. It's just – it was so special this year. And although, obviously, I wish them the best of luck, like, I just can't imagine a team having such chemistry as we had last year. The um, well, oh, go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say you you and you mentioned that. I mean, people forget this now, but you weren't picked very high in the preseason going into last year. We weren't. Kind of forget that. Um, right. And, and what I remember is I remember that home opener, uh, and I remember interviewing you and you, part of a, a group. And I remember the, the you look in your eyes and you were locked in. You were intent, but you had confidence that this was a different year. And I remember you said that pretty much it was. after that first home opener. How did you know then? 
what was to come? Because you were very confident back then. And I I'm was. Like, wow, this is a different team. Uh, just uh, in preseason, we established it from the start. Like this year was going to be special. We we were going to win championships, and we said it every year. Obviously, our goal was to win the American Conference, but I can't even describe it to you. I don't know. I think most importantly, it was we had such a senior class full of. All 10 of us were so different, but it just worked. We had such a leadership in our class, and I think that stemmed, that stemmed from it. That's how we knew it was going to be so successful. But just throughout the entire preseason, I knew we had something different going on than the previous years. And I was super confident that we were, going to, we were going to have a successful year. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more with Morgan Ferrara after this. The Black and Gold Banneret Podcast is brought to you by the Unger Real Estate Group, powered by EXP Realty. Sam Unger and his team proudly serve Orange, Seminole, and Lake Counties, specializing in buying, selling, and new construction. Sam is a proud UCF graduate, class of 2006, and he's such a dedicated Knight fan that right now, if you work with him as your realtor, he will donate a portion of his commission to the UCF Football Excellence Fund in your name. So if you're ready to buy a new home or sell your current home, upgrade or downsize, Sam and his team have you covered so you can find the right home at the right price in the right location. So give them a call right now at 407-790-9957. Again, that's 407-790-9957. Or visit on the web at WeSellOrlando.net. Again, that's WeSellOrlando.net. You can also reach them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WeSellOrlando. Get in touch with the Unger Real Estate Group today and make finding your dream home a reality. Hello, Night Nation. I'm Andrew Fegley. And I'm Trey Strelko. Um, uh, um, where are we? This isn't our usual spot. It looks like we've landed in the Black and Gold Banneret podcast. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard of those guys. You know, Nightline has UCF sports covered. Week in and week out, we bring you interviews with newsmakers and in-depth analysis of UCF sports. Subscribe to our weekly podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to Nightline on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at UCF underscore Nightline. Trace, can we go back to the 1148 studios now and start working on our next all-new Nightline? How do we get out of here? Go Knights! Charge on. Now back to you guys in the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Welcome back to the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast Summer Sessions. Let's get back to our conversation with UCF women's soccer star Morgan Ferrara. The thing that I just am amazed by is the work that you do off the field as a basically as a student athlete representative um and kind of uh not just with SAC you know for UCF but also with the American you know you you talked about uh, you talked before about the work you've done with Knights Without Borders um I it, it being a college student athlete is hard enough when your only job is being a college student athlete and going to class, right? right? And you right. found the time and more more remarkably, I think, the energy to do all of those other things. What made you decide to get involved with the with things like Nights Without Borders and all that? And you know, and for those of us who don't know enough about it, what is it about? What what are the things that you guys do that you want fans to know about 
Oh, well, I think Knights Without Borders, actually, we went to St. Vincent the Grenadines, uh, actually, this semester after I transferred to UCF. So I think Bridget was actually the one that was like, hey, sign up for this with me. I've always had an act for service. I think that as student athletes, we're giving, given such a huge platform to give back. So when I signed up for that, I didn't really know what I was getting into, but that ended up being like a life-changing moment for me. I, my mom always calls it my coming-of-age moment, <laughs> but um, I figured out then that I was I was really interested in service and how we could give back. And then I joined SAC the um, the following year, my junior year, um, and then senior year, SAC president actually kind of got got thrown upon me. I, I didn't think I would be ready for it, but once I once I got elected into the role, I was like, wow, like the platform I have here is huge. I got to serve on American SAC. I met some of my best friends on the American SAC from other schools. Tell us about SAC, too, because I, I don't think a lot of people understand how important SAC is right. um, in in the UCF athletic umbrella. Uh, it, it, tell, tell us about, first of all, what it is and then you know what it really meant for you to do, like some of the things that you were able to do with SAC right. that, and the accomplishments right. that you had. Right. Uh, okay. So SAC is, uh, stands for Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Uh, every NCAA school has to have one. Um, so the biggest thing we obviously focus on is service um, in the community, at school. But another big thing we do, so NCAA legislation, we get to vote on all of that, thankfully. Um, every year we get to vote on that. But as president, I actually, I got to serve on American SAC, like I said before, and I actually got to sit in on the board of directors meetings with Dr. White, President Hitt, Tony Nicholson, all of the donors. Um, and I was the student athlete voice for that. And also I got to sit on the finance and audit committee. So I really got to see the ins and out of college athletics. And I got to be, I was blessed enough to take that information back to SAC and um, tell them what's going on in our athletic department and really be that bridge between the, uh, the athletes and the athletic department. And everyone was so great. They obviously always wanted to know what we thought, hear our voice, um, and they were a huge help with our mental health awareness initiative, and I think going forward, it's only going to get better. Um, I feel as if, I, well, I like, to, I like to think that I had a, a voice in those meetings and, and things like that, um, but we obviously, as a stack, we got to do a bunch of different things, service initiatives um, around the holidays, service initiatives throughout the community. Um, we got to vote on the NCAA legislation as I spoke on before. So we got, we plan the uh, swords awards every year. Um, and we really focus on how we can make the student athlete experience better. So SAC is one of my favorite things about being a college athlete. And um, I always encourage my younger teammates to get involved as young as possible because I wish I would have gotten involved younger because there's really so much to be done. So you're involved in all this off the field. Now, meanwhile, you're playing and not only that, you're playing at the highest level of your career. You had an incredible senior right. year, player of the year in the conference. You're scoring goals. Mo goals became a, a, a the fun part. And so every time we looked on Twitter, every time we saw Mo go, that means it was a good day for UCF. I mean, how are you able to play at their highest level while, meanwhile, you're doing all these things off the field? Um, I, I was a product of my teammates, that's for sure. All my successes is uh due to them i i had the easy job as i like to say they give me the ball and i score that that was the easy job so i was always a product of their hard work and a product of my coaches um obviously it does get stressful it got stressful at times being in my senior year finishing up my degree um but 
um, on the field, that, that was the easy part. That was the part where I got to do the fun stuff. Um, I put in the work in the off season, and I knew by the time season rolled around, I was going to be ready. I know I told you about, obviously, that home opener. You had beaten Stetson, and you said you were confident you knew then. Obviously, the next match was North Carolina. Everybody knows who they are <laughs> in women's soccer. Me and oh, Jeff yeah. were there. That was a classic. Take me through that oh, match. And, and that had that had to give <laughs> – if there was any questions, whether <laughs> you can hear it in her voice, though. Um, what yeah. do you think about the North Carolina match? Because that really kind of jump-started your year to have the year that you had. It did. It definitely, uh, as we said throughout the whole season, keep it rolling. That started with UNC and um, Christine Creighton to score that overtime winner. Is I just can't even put it into words. Um, but the thing, the thing that was so special about this team, like obviously I love scoring goals, but I couldn't have picked a better person to score the winning goal in that game. I wouldn't even wanted to score it. Um, and I, if you watch the video, I actually had just Christine had just come on the field for me, and I'm the first one on the field running, screaming like a maniac to get to the team. Um, and obviously, Tiff being a UNC alumni, we wanted to win that game for her. And we knew we could compete. We knew we could compete with any team in the country because Tiff, Tiff ingrained that in our minds. We were, we were good enough. We, were, we, we had the talent. We had the work ethic. So beating UNC was just a jump start to the successful season that we got to have. Yeah, it was um, – I mean, what a moment that was. You know, I, the last two – I can – since I've covered UCF, I mean, I, I was a student from 01 to 05. Mm-hmm. And then I worked in right. the athletic department in 08 and oh, from 08 to 10. And, you know, I was there for uh, a game where UCF, I think, beat number then number four Florida State in overtime in. Right. I think it was I think it was 08. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, Courtney Witten. Oh, not yeah, Courtney Witten. And then that one, I mean, those yeah. are the two greatest games I think I've ever seen um, uh, yeah. from UCF. And to see that happen again, it was just it, it was just so awesome. So let me ask you about, um, I mean, we talked so much about everything going on, you know, off the field with you. But, you know, but I, I love the fact that you play the piano, <laughs> that you're, that, that, that you know, it, it's, it. it, it's something that, you know, not everyone really, I think, uh, appreciates some of the things that, that a lot of student athletes do off the field that are kind of your hobbies. Right. And, yep. and, and I think the thing that they said was, uh, was, you know, you're a lot of fun to bring on the road <laughs> because if there's, if there's <laughs> yeah, a hotel a or something that has a piano, exactly. You're there. Oh, yeah. So when did playing. you, when did you take yep. up the piano and like, how much do you play and, and yeah, how'd you get into it? Uh, I'm, I'm sitting at home right now and I'm looking at our piano that we have in my house and it's always been the way that me and my dad connected. He's, he's a little Beethoven over there, <laughs> uh, but he, uh, he taught me everything I knew and it's always, um, sometimes soccer can become more like a job than a hobby. So it's always been an escape. Um, I love music. I love all sorts of music. So I think, um, I play by ear. I can read music, but I play by ear. So it's always been an escape for me and just a love. Um, I play a couple other instruments too, so it's always just been something fun to do besides soccer and a fun little party trick that most of, most people didn't know. I remember the first time I played on the road, they were like, what the heck? Like, you <laughs> could play the piano like that? <laughs> so on the road and stuff, at teammates' house, they would always love for me to play and just be entertained and just see that we're not just student-athletes. Like, we have another side to us. What's the key to being a good piano player? Oh, geez. Um, no pun intended, by the way. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, for me, it's just playing from your heart. You just whatever you feel, just play. 
Um, I think it's actually like, I always say soccer, I've always just worked really hard at. I think that music is like my natural gift because um, I don't work hard at it at all and it just kind of happens. So I think just feeling it from your heart and playing. What's your favorite song? Oh, geez, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> favorite so- favorite song to play? To play. Like, yeah. Um, don't Stop Believing is always a crowd favorite. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, like every the last ten yeah. years, it's like everyone. If you need to, if you need to, if you learn piano, it's like everyone wants to learn that song. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Don't stop. Yeah, I do know that one. So that's always a crowd favorite. Um, I like anything really. I'll I'll play anything I can learn. Um, my dad will usually learn it and then teach it to me, or I'll just look on YouTube and try to figure it out. So wow. yeah, I would say that's probably my favorite. It always gets everyone up and moving. Nice. Now. I got to know the story now. Every time UCF played, every time you scored, there was a MoGo. Usually they showed you on video on the social media on UCF soccer. Whose idea was that? And did you? Oh, uh, how did geez. that feel? You had to be happy because you meant you scored goals and you were winning. But at the same time, here we go. We got a video. We got to shoot Morgan after the game. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. I think uh, my junior year, uh, I when I started to break through on the net, um, our SID Bill Morrison actually came up with it and it kind of just stuck. It kind of had a good flow to it. Um, I didn't really try to pay much attention to it during the season. I tried to stay off social media, but it was always a fun little, little hashtag. They kind of came up with a bunch of different ones. Um, But yeah, I just tried to, if I had an interview after the game or if they wanted to take pictures or talk, I always tried to credit my teammates because at the end of the day, that was who it was about. Cool. Oh, that was enjoyable. We enjoyed that in the senior year. Now, uh, now Jeff and I did the, the we did this thing called the Bannies recently. We had fans vote. Right, I, I listened to that. You did, right. and so you know that you won an, the award for UCF Female <laughs> Athlete of the Year, which was voted by UCF fans. How does that make, make you feel that the fans went out of the way and they voted for you as the UCF Athlete of the Year? Ah, I mean, it's awesome. I'm very thankful and thankful for everyone that voted. Um, I'm thankful for people paying attention to women's soccer, most importantly, and getting us on the board because as football did have a great season, shoot, we did too. So it's good to see people care. And even though I won that award, like I said, that's that's my teammates. So it's just a victory for women's soccer. Well, it was great watching you play at UCF, Morgan, and you know we're going to miss that a lot. But um, me it's, too. <laughs> it's, it's going to. We're so happy that um, that you're staying in the game at Eastern Kentucky. Um, when do you head? Uh, when do you head up to start the job? Uh, I actually leave on Friday. So. Wow. Okay. Are you all packed up yet? Soon. Yep. Um, no, I'm avoiding it. <laughs> Uh, I, I, well, I just moved home from Orlando, so I got just packed. But, yeah, I'll be on the road on Friday. Um, our preseason starts August 1st, just like UCF. So next weekend I'll just be – we'll be planning preseason, um, getting all of our cards in line, and I'll be taking on the new role. And I'll be on the other side of the fitness test for once. Uh, so this should be fun. <laughs> well, we're, in, we're looking forward to following you. We'll be, I know we'll be following you this year and following Eastern Kentucky and uh, – we're so thankful that you that you spent the time with us, um, and uh, yeah, like we said, stay in touch and uh, congratulations on all you've accomplished. And best of luck at Eastern Kentucky. Hopefully, we'll see you down here in Orlando sooner rather than later. Oh yeah, I'll be there. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. All right, Morgan Ferrara. You can. And oh, by the way, if uh, UCF fans want to get in touch with you, Mo, how can they do that? Are you on social media? Um. Yeah, Twitter um, at Morgan Ferrara, Instagram at MP Kicks again. Um, 
feel free to contact me whenever. Uh, I love UCF. I'm going to try to be around as much as possible uh, at, at football games or at basketball games, soccer games, if I can get out of it. Um, softball games, I'll be there. So just Good. Just, I know we'll um, see you there. <laughs> message, message me on social media. If you hear these two in the background, I got some softball players at my house, got some, <laughs> some Bridget at my house. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, anytime on social media, I'll definitely respond. I love UCF, and I always want to stay connected with the fans. Cool. Thanks, Mo. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for having me. And Eric and I would like to thank Morgan for uh, joining us on the podcast. We wish her best of luck at Eastern Kentucky. Uh, And, again, like like you said, make sure uh, you follow her on social media at the handles that she just uh, mentioned. Thank you uh, once again as we wrap up this uh, summer edition, summer session of the Black and Gold Banner at Podcast. We've got a bunch of stuff coming for you as well in the next couple weeks. Some coaches interviews, some former players coming your way that we're working on. Uh, this should be a pretty busy month for us here uh, on the podcast. Usually July to August, you know, before football starts is when um, things kind of wind down for us. And um, we were winding down for a little bit, but now we're starting to pick things back up and we're starting to smell football season right around the corner and women's soccer season as well which actually gets underway sooner than football season uh, in uh, mid-August basically well early August for the players like Morgan was talking about so uh, be on the lookout for that as we head uh, toward the 2018-2019 UCF athletic uh, year once again man it is right around the corner all right Thanks again for listening. Uh, thanks again to Morgan. Thanks for Eric, thanks to Eric for joining me for the interview. This has been the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast Summer Sessions. <laughs>